right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 161 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. Welcome to the show. Please, if you enjoy it, consider subscribing. The app that you're using to listen to this show most of the time has an ability to give it a rating. Please consider leaving a four-star or five-star rating on the show. There's also sometimes when you can leave a feedback message about the show. If this show has helped you in any way, leaving feedback about the show will help other people find the show. Leaving the rating and leaving feedback boosts the show's presence. So when someone else is searching for a weight loss-related podcast, my show comes up higher on the list. Please consider doing those things if you enjoy this show and if it helps you. Most of all, the best thing you can do to support this show is literally tell anyone around you that would benefit from it about it. Spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher to anyone you know dealing with the same stuff that we deal with on a daily basis. Well, I got lots to talk about today. Let's get into this! Journey updates. The scale was good to me this week. Down 3.4 pounds. For the month of October, since it's the first weigh-in of October, I am down 3.4 pounds. Total loss since January 2019 is 172 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to the 175-pound milestone is 3 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to the 200-pound milestone, 28 pounds. This is the closest I've been to 175 yet. I've been on the doorstep to 175 before, just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I was like 3.4 or 3.6 pounds away, something like that. Now to be a flat three pounds away. It's funny because every time I approach a milestone, it's always a dramatic approach to the milestone. It's never just... 
let me get there, take the charm and be on my way, right? <laughs> it's always this dramatic outdrawn event that just kind of happens and it's oh, it's always sweet when it happens. I have always have to battle this mentality of give it all up to achieve the goal. I talked about this on my walk video recently. It is a struggle. It's a real struggle when I get this close to a milestone. And I noticed that it really started to get this way every milestone after the 50-pound milestone. As I approached 75, as I approached 100, 125, 150, all of them. And, and most of the time, I did do it. Most of the time, I changed things for the sake of achieving the milestone. Only to gain weight back when I went back to eating the way I was when I was on the doorstep to the milestone. There's nothing that benefits you changing the way you do things temporarily in order to achieve a small goal in the midst of all the other goals, right? They say set small goals for a reason. That's fine. But to sit here and make changes just for the sake of achieving a small goal in the middle of all the other goals. It doesn't make sense in the end. So it, it has become a stronger and stronger fight with every new milestone I approach since I would say the 100-pound milestone, it got really bad. 175 is going to be the first time I'm absolutely going to win this battle. I did it with every other one where I gave up things in order to achieve it. This time I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to go through the mental anguish of gaining the weight back. Giving up food now for the sake of achieving the milestone only to reintroduce the same foods I'm consistently eating will only make me gain weight again. And I'm not going through that mental anguish of feeling like I gave the milestone back. It's happened literally 150, 125, 100, all of them. So I'm done doing it, not doing it this time. Whenever the 175 comes, it will come. No matter how many times I got to approach it, put my toe in the water, and then back off, you know. It is what it is. I am in phase four of my quest to lower my carbohydrate intake. Phase four's goal is to reduce the carbs of Sundays. Phase one, two, and three worked on Monday through Friday. So we are in week two of the effort to reduce the carb intake on Sundays. We failed again this Sunday, but we are lower and did better than last Sunday. Last Sunday, the carb intake was 320 grams. This Sunday, it was 259 grams. So we're getting closer to where I want to be. I want to be somewhere around 220, 225 for phase four. And then maybe going into phase five, we will do whatever the same steps we took to get it down to 175. Once six days of the weeks are at 175, 
I will continue the decrease to 144. And then we'll go from there. So this Sunday, the calorie intake for Sunday was 2,990 calories. So that is up. And I'll explain why it's up in a minute. Protein was at 216 grams for Sunday, which is better than it was the previous Sunday, which was 170-something, if I remember correctly. I already told you the carbs was 259, and the previous week was 320. So we're doing good in that direction. And the fat is 128, which is over what I want, which hasn't been the norm. I've been way under and working my way up to 90. So it's presented a little bit of a challenge. So I am over 2,900 calories, over where I want to be because of that decision of eating what we ate for dinner on Sunday, which was burger. I had burgers with no bun, but I didn't realize it was 80-20. The fat content of the burger threw off everything and threw off the calories. I was not aware of the fat content of the burger, but it's a lesson learned and something I have to pay attention going forward. And we, we, we move on through the whole process of this. The one thing I try to instill in you guys every time I make a podcast here. I'm 172 pounds down and I'm almost five years into this. Nothing of what I've done has been perfect. Nothing. There have been bumps potholes, like all kinds of things that can come, flat tires, uh, potholes in the road, all kinds of things that cause me to trip and stumble my way through this last four and a half plus years. And yet, I found success because of the ability to create consistency in everything I'm trying to do. And this is why I told you your most valuable tool is to create consistency in your behavior. If you can create the same consistency, the stumbles, the falls, they won't matter. You'll still create success as I did because my paying attention was always to have consistent behavior regardless of how many times I trip and fall. I don't know if that makes any sense. But if it does, hold on to it because that's how I achieved my success. And that's what I try to instill in you guys every week. So today I want to talk to you guys about three specific moments. Well, the third one just recently happened. And the first and second happened years ago at this point. But the reason I want to talk about all three of these moments is each one of these moments has an identical situation. So the first time this happened to me would be April 2021. I believe I had just achieved the 125-pound milestone. So I'm just fresh down, just received my... um, my charm for losing 125 pounds. At this time period, we were approaching an event for my daughter, which happened to be her first communion. 
at that time period, I did not own a suit. Because the suit I had, the waist size was a size 60. And um, with all the weight I still had left to lose, I wasn't about to buy another suit. So I decided that for the communion, I would rent a suit. And this way, I would rent it, use it for the day. I don't work in a situation where I need a suit. So to rent it for the day was no big deal for the event. In the process of trying to find a suit that I wanted to wear, I had this moment where... I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And I kind of saw the tendency then, even then, right? Where I questioned it. Questioned um, whether or not I see the success I created. But there was this moment when I had first tried on the suit. I mean, at the point where I brought my own tie because I needed to supply a shirt and tie. So I was going in there for my fitting of this suit and I brought my shirt and tie with me so I could try on the suit and make sure it fit. Shortly after putting the suit on, there's a moment where I'm looking in the mirror and there is a glimpse where I kind of do a double take and I don't recognize the person in the mirror for a very, very brief moment. And I realize, Oh wait, that's you. And these moments I'm going to describe to you are, are very beautiful moments because it is a glimpse of what you created in the moment. It is a glimpse of finally seeing the success you're working so hard for. It is a very, very weird situation because you know you created success, right? You know based on the results on a scale. The number on the scale going down tells you you're achieving success, right? Simple, logical, it makes sense. But the, and I talked about it in previous podcasts, what you see in your mind is oftentimes going to be the old version of yourself, regardless of how much the number goes down. What you see in your mind is the older version, the fat you, the fat me, right? But there was this moment where I put the shirt on, I put the tie on, I try the suit on, and I stare in the mirror, and I have to look twice because I don't recognize the person in the mirror. And for a brief moment, I'm talking about two, three seconds here, I can see the success I created. Standing there, in the suit I'm going to wear for my daughter's communion. It is a incredible feeling, but then there's always this return back to not seeing that. It's like a brief moment in time. Okay? 
And now let's fast forward. Just about a year exactly almost because the communion is in May of 2021. So we fast forward about a year. We're talking about May 2022. I have another instance sort of like this. So my situation in this time period, and there's actually a podcast on it. Um, it's called The Man in the Mirror is the title of the podcast. And it is uh, episode uh, 90. And I believe it aired on May 13th, 2022. So if you're interested in listening to the whole episode, if you haven't gone back, May 20, I'm sorry, May 13th, 2022, episode 90. It's called The Man in the Mirror. This basically will give the full story of what I'm about to tell you. But to sum it up, the situation is I had to return to work because the company was switching to a new software and I had been appointed the person that would learn how to do the software and then train my colleagues. And in this process, I had to buy new pants for work because everything I had worn to work prior to being sent home from the pandemic. Okay, let me give you just the actual numbers. When I was sent home from the pandemic, I was sent home with a waist size of 48. When we were being sent back to work so that we can be trained in the new system, my waist size had become 42. So everything I used to wear to work obviously wasn't going to work. So the hunt began for new pants. And I needed them by June. So no matter what store I went to, nobody had the 42 in stock. So I was really wasting a bunch of gas driving from store to store, trying to find slacks for work. So then I decided to go to Men's Warehouse. And the woman who was helping me searched and searched and searched. She literally found two pair of slacks in the entire store that were 42. Two. Now, just a little bit of a backstory here is I, when you put on dress slacks, dress slacks are always going to be running smaller than a pair of, you know, like khakis or jeans or whatever business casual clothing you buy to go to work. When you just buy the pants or whatever and they're not slacks, it's a different way of sizing it. I have never been the same size in waist with slacks and casual pants. Never. It's always been bigger on the dress clothes. To make a long story short, this was the first time I was the same size in slacks as I was in casual pants. Size 42 slack buttoned on the waist and I had no issues. 
Now I went to go look at myself in the mirror after trying on these pants. And again, this moment happened. A double take moment where I didn't recognize the person I was staring at in the mirror. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So now being a year later, I am on my approach to the 150-pound milestone. I achieved the 150-pound milestone in June. 
so prior to that, in May, I'm searching for these pants. I'm, I'm close, but I'm not there. I go to the mirror, and I'm close to 150 pounds down, and I stand and look at myself. And again, for the second time in my life, I'm doing a double take with who I see in the mirror because I don't recognize the person. Who, what I look like in my mind is different than what I see in the mirror. And there's just this weird moment of getting a glimpse, again, of the success I created. It's now October 2023. So a little more than a year from that moment. I am on the approach to 175 now. I just had a DEXA scan. You guys know, you heard that episode. And the DEXA scan brought up a bunch of things like, oh, this can't be right. I had this attitude of, no, no, none of this makes sense. None of it, uh, I can't, this can't be right. I can't be... 28% body fat. That number just doesn't make sense. And despite the long hour hour or two of conversation with the tech that did the scan, I didn't really believe it, to be honest with you. No matter what, even though that the paper was sitting in my hand and I was staring at the results, I didn't believe it. So I started to think about Will this ever go away? Will this, will I ever see myself as the success story that I'm becoming? Will I ever see it myself? Or in my mind, am I always going to fight the vision of who I was? Is my mind's eye always going to see the fat version of me no matter what I look like in the mirror? I mean, these things where they, people go through this, what they see in the mirror is not who they think they are. It's kind of proving itself real in my life. I I mean, I've heard stories like this and just never really took it seriously. In the experiences I've had since the DEXA scan and the two previous experiences that I'm kind of reminded of because of this, I can't help but start to believe that these instances are real where people can't see what they really look like. They always see the older version of themselves, especially people who lose a lot of weight. After the DEXA scan, I wanted to take pictures to start to document my process of becoming muscular. I took pictures of myself, and I can't tell you how many times I retook them. And you're going to think I'm crazy, but when I retook them, in my mind... I retook them because I didn't think I looked fat enough. That's the only way I can explain it to you. I didn't think I looked fat enough in the picture. This wasn't a good representation of the beginning because, oh, I wasn't showing this part of my body or that part of my body, whatever. Oh, you're wearing boxers, so that's basically the same as shorts. So people don't see how big your leg is from the knee up. So I went above and beyond retaking pictures to see all of it as it was. 
And even then, there's this little voice saying, is this ever going to end where what I see in my mind... Um, let me say, how do I say this? Is it ever going to end where what I see in my mind does not match actuality? Am I always going to see the older version of myself? No matter what. Over the weekend, this past weekend, my brother-in-law's in town. So we go to have dinner over their house or my mother-in-law's house who lives in the same building. Now, a funny story is in my mother-in-law's apartment, she has a condo on the beach in Florida here. And in her apartment, she has a bathroom. And uh, the crazy thing about this bathroom is Okay, so it's your typical bathroom layout, right? The bathroom is as wide as your typical bathtub, okay? So bathtub and shower goes on the far end. When you enter the rectangle of the room, you're entering from one end and you're staring at the bathtub, right? And so next to that is the toilet and then next to that, closest to the door, of the entry is the sink. I joke around and I call this the room of truth. (laughs) And that's because every wall of this entire bathroom is covered in mirror. I'm not exaggerating here. Every single wall, including the door, the door on the inside of the bathroom is covered in mirror. The wall behind you when you're sitting on the toilet is covered in mirror. The wall in front of you when you're sitting on the toilet is covered in mirror. It's one of those weird situations where because one mirror is facing another, it looks like there's a thousand of you. You know, you can wave your hand and see, see a whole bunch of you. But it's the room of truth because when you're sitting down going to the bathroom, You have no choice but to stare at yourself. Like This is what you look like sitting down, going to the bathroom. There's just no denying. There's no looking away. If you look to the left, if you look to the right, it's no matter where you look, there's no escape. Anyway, I am getting ready to leave the bathroom on that night. And again, I have this moment. I kind of do this double take, like I, something out of the corner of my eye that I didn't recognize and shouldn't be there. And almost like jumped, like startled. Because I didn't recognize the person in the mirror yet again. For a third time in my life, for an extremely brief moment, I did not recognize the person in the mirror. I can't explain it to you. I can only say that that's what happened. And I can only say that the mind's eye just never quits. I feel like it's a losing battle at this point to try and fight what the mind sees. Because I've given you three instances where I am startled by what I saw in the mirror almost because I didn't recognize who was there. All because 
some figment of my imagination in my mind has me looking like I never lost anything. I don't know how to battle this. I'm not pretending to have the answers here. I'm just telling you that the battle of what your mind sees is real. I don't know that I'm concerned about... I think that it's just something that will take my concentration off, trying to fight this. In the end, I have to do what it takes to get to the 200-pound milestone or wherever I end up. I have goals to meet. And I have those goals to meet whether I recognize the person in there or not. Whether I defeat this figment of my imagination where I haven't achieved any success whatsoever and I look like the person I used to be in my mind. I, fighting that doesn't change what I have to do to achieve my goals. So it must be segmented and I mean, just kind of thrown out because it, my goal is my goal. And this, what my mind sees, has nothing to do with my goal. And at all costs, I have to keep my eyes on what's important and not become obsessed with other things. So many times along this journey, we come up, we get distracted. And the distractions come in many different ways. They come in the form of food. They come in the form of what you see here with the mirror. They come in many different ways. And each one of them for different reasons. I'm not saying they're all the same thing here. But if we become misdirected by them, they all have the same effect. They send us in the wrong direction. Above all else, we have to keep our eyes on what's the long-term goal. Eyes on the prize. This is why I talk about on my walk video every Saturday, I say the same, almost the same thing every Saturday. There's one thing you could say about me is I, when I preach consistency, I'm preaching it and I live it. I literally say almost the same thing every Saturday morning. At least I start the video the same way. And that is, you're, if you're stepping on the scale with me today, whether you're up, whether you're down, whether you stay the same, either way, you have work to do. So make your celebration brief, make your commiseration brief, and get back to work. That's what it's about. Because the result on the scale can easily become a distraction. We have so many opportunities to become distracted and have our eyes taking off of what our goals are. And this mirror thing to me is just one of those things. Battling the idea that in my mind's eye, I see myself still the fat man. It's an endless battle for no reason. It doesn't change what my goal is. It doesn't change the work I have to do. I'm always going to have work to do. And as long as I'm doing that work and I'm checking those boxes off, it doesn't really matter all the other external anomalies. It doesn't. Because the ultimate goal is optimal health. To achieve a level of health that brings longevity into my life. That's the goal. We can't become obsessed with external anomalies. It's like when people always say, when you go into these workshops and everything else, they say, oh, I'm working on my mindset. I'm working, I need to work on my mindset or I'm working on my mind. You, you literally can't work on that. You can't. 
the updated mindset or the improved or strengthened mindset comes by like almost as a byproduct of everything else you're doing. There's no amount of books you can read that will improve your mindset. It will give you the illusion that you're improving your mindset. Well, it will not improve your mindset because the book you're reading is about a person who achieved a bunch of goals. And they told you about the transformation of their mindset, but their mindset changed because of the achievement of the goal. And your reading the book doesn't change your mindset because reading the book isn't the achievement that you're after. If it's the achievement after, then your mindset would change. But it's not. The achievement you're after is to improve your health. This is why you're listening to me. Because everybody wants health. Some people want it for different reasons. They want it because they want to look good in a bathing suit. They want it because whatever the case. I want it because I want to live a long life. That's why. It was my goal for a long time to make it to 45 because my father died at 44. And I saw many parallels between my life, the way my, my body was and the way my health was. I saw many parallels to my father's life and his body. Now, how he achieved his health problems and how I achieved my health problems are very different. And our health problems were very different. And he never did what needed to be done to fix his. And he died at 44. And my goal was not to become another version of my father and leave my daughter with no father. The way my father left me with no father. That was my goal for a very long time. But now my goal is simply longevity. To live a long life and live it as healthy as possible. It doesn't help to live long and then not be able to walk, not be able to talk, not be able to stand up without groaning and moaning. I, I'm talking about optimal health. I could live to 200 if I wanted to. As long as I got my mind and my body and I could do things and operate, I don't care how old I, I get. I would consider every year a blessing. This, the way people see age, I don't see age that way. I see every year as a blessing. Because if people can die, they look like they're in perfect health and they can die of a heart attack. And now I'm starting to understand why could someone that looks basically perfectly healthy die of a heart attack? And what I've learned in the process of losing my weight about visceral fat versus subcutaneous fat, now it all starts to make sense. If someone on the outside looks healthy, you never know what's on the inside of the rib cage. The reason I look unhealthy is because the fat I carry is on the outside of the rib cage. But the one that makes widows is on the inside.
I didn't know that before this. It just kind of happened. I, this is something I learned along the way. With every milestone you achieve, if you take the WW milestones for what they are, that's basically how I created my goals. I looked at all the milestone charms that WW created, and I said, okay, this is going to be each one of my small goals on the way to the big one. Make life easier. Why reinvent the wheel? That's where I choose to keep my eyes. No matter how difficult my mind is making it. You know, I don't have many episodes like this. But in all honesty, as little as there may be like this, I can't stand them. This will not go in a bucket of my favorite episodes, that's for sure. I don't like having an issue that I don't have a solution to. But I guess part of the journey is not always knowing what you're doing. And when you're in the moment, the key is to always be searching for the solution and not concentrating on the problem. My solution to this, what I perceive as an obvious problem, is to make sure that the checklist is checked every single day. And, I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll come up with some way, some method of dealing with it, But until then, every day, every checklist item needs to be checked off. That's been the rule since the beginning. And it's still the rule now because nobody's gonna do the work for me. Nobody can uh, step in and say, hey, look, look, I'll take this for you. So it doesn't really matter how I feel. None of it matters. Because all that matters is the end goal, the end game. What will get me there? What will get me there is checking off the boxes that need to be checked off every single day. That's what will get me there. And everything else, it's nonsense. I can't pay attention to it. It is a distraction from the end goal. As long as the checklist is checked off, that's all I need to worry about. And maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. It doesn't really matter. Because this is how I choose to deal with it. I choose to keep my eye on what's important and keep heading toward it relentlessly. Never looking back. Never looking to the left, never looking to the right, only heading toward my goal. And how do I get to my goal? The roadmap to my goal is checking off the boxes every day, all day. Because no one else is going to do it for me. No one else is going to do it for you. So when you got distractions in life, it's your choice. It's your choice to actually look at the distractions. If you're going to look to the left, if you're going to look to the right, if you're going to look behind you, you may never get to the goal in front of you. But that's up to you. 
No one can change your mind. No one can make you do it. If it doesn't take you toward where you're going and you can't fix it anyway right now, just keep doing the things that will get you toward the goal. It's that simple. That's my solution right now. And it may be the right one and it may be the wrong one. Either way, I'll find out and I'll deal with it. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.